bow your heads with me. Dear God, we thank you for the old rugged cross, because without the old rugged cross, there is no empty tomb. We're thankful for that. Speak directly to us. Present the message that you have for us, each and every one of us, and place this in our hearts and our minds, dear Lord, and allow us to go out and live it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So, but on the first day of the week at dawn, they went to the tomb taking the spices they had prepared, and they found that the stone had been rolled away from the tomb. But when they went inside, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And they were perplexed about this. Behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, these men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man would be delivered to the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day he would rise. And they remembered his words and returned from the tomb. They told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and other women who were with them, who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed like an idle tale, and they did not believe him, believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stopping and looking in, saw the linen clothes by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. I think today that we uh, have seen so much evil, so much stuff going on in this world, sometimes we question, much like they did on this very first Easter, where's the Lord? Where is he? And sometimes in the midst of uh, personal battles, it may be separation from a loved one, either through death or either some kind of other thing. Um, it may be some kind of struggle you're going through either with your job, financial. Um, it may be with your health, any kind of struggle you're going through. Sometimes we pray and we pray and sometimes we, we hate that. We feel guilty about it, but sometimes we ask ourselves, where is the Lord? And sometimes when we're, uh, when we're praying for somebody else or we're praying and hoping that somebody gets better or something else happens or, you know, they, something good pulls, out and pulls them out of a bad situation and just never seems to happen, sometimes we ask ourselves, where is the Lord? I'm going to show you a couple of case studies here this morning, okay? So where is the Lord? So we got... Abraham and Sarah went years without ever having a child. And then when they got too old to have a child, God promised them that they were going to have a child. You know the story, okay? And then it um, took them quite a while to actually see that child come to, to birth. And then um, after he grew up and became a man, and there's some discussion here about how old he is. Some say 25, some say 33, the same age Jesus was when he went to the cross, says that after these things God tested Abraham. He came to him and said, Abraham. Abraham said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I shall show you. And on the third day, did you get that? On the third day. 
all right? And you're going to say, well, he was going to be offered on the third day. Jesus rose on the third day. Well, stick here because he's going to get, Isaac's going to get delivered, saved on the third day, okay? So this is the story of Jesus Christ right here, right? In the Old Testament. So Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place from afar. And Abraham said to his men, stay here with the donkeys. And me and the boy are going to go over there and worship God. God told him to sacrifice his one and only son. They get to the place, and guess what Abraham does? Worships God. What a man of great faith and obedience. Amen? And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire and the knife, and they went up together. And Isaac, who uh, is smart, he's uh, sharper than the average knife in the drawer there, he says, uh, hey, Dad, um, you know, I see the fire, I see the wood, where's the lamb? And he says, God will provide himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them together. And they came to the place that God had told him. Abraham built the altar there, laid the wood in order, and then he bound his son Isaac. Isaac, the willing sacrifice, allowed himself to be bound. You see the similarities there with Jesus Christ? And on top of the wood, then Abraham reached out with his hand to take the knife to slaughter his son. And then the angel called out, Abraham, Abraham, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him, for I now know that you fear God and that you would not have withheld even your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and he saw a ram caught in the thicket by the, over by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it as a burnt sacrifice. Okay? So, just when you think that... Jesus isn't going to show up. Guess what? Jesus is the lamb. He shows up. I did not, I did not see a temple in the city because Lord all God Almighty, Jesus Christ, is the temple in heaven. There'll be no sun, no moon, no need for anything because Jesus will be everything. And Jesus is our everything. Jesus showed up. Okay? So sometimes when you ask, where's the Lord? He is there right on time. All right? So here's another case study. We go to John 11. Now a certain man, Lazarus of Bethany, he had two sisters, Mary and Martha, and Mary's the one who anointed Jesus with her hair. Okay, their brother Lazarus was ill, and they sent word to Jesus, your brother who you love so much is ill. Yeah. Jesus loved Martha, her sister, and Lazarus. He was very close to them. He stayed in Bethany a lot, and he stayed with them, stayed in their home. Ate meals with him. Loved him like family. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, did he run off real quick to real quickly to heal him? He stayed two days longer in the place where he was. The disciples were perplexed. Wonder about Mary and Martha, what they were where was Jesus? His Lazarus dies while he's waiting. Can you imagine? They have sent word to Jesus. They know how much Jesus loves them and loves Lazarus. Can you imagine them looking, waiting down the road to see Jesus coming? Waiting. He does not come. Does not show up. Can you imagine how many times they ask themselves, where is Jesus? 
So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. And she, but Mary remained to see the house. And Martha said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know whatever you ask from God, God will give you. And we have that. I am the, I am the life. I am the resurrection. Okay, it has that discussion. And when the Jews who were with her in their house, this is Mary. Mary rose up and quickly went outside. They followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. But she went to Jesus, and she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. There's the question. There's, where have you been? Where were you? Where is Jesus? Can you imagine the questions going through their minds? Sometimes that's the questions that we ask ourselves. If we're, if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes we ask ourselves that. In the middle of these trials and tribulations, in the middle of all that goes on in this world, if we're honest with ourselves, we ask ourselves, where is Jesus? Jesus wept, shortest verse in the Bible. So, then, so the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could he not, he who opened the eyes of the blind man, could he not have kept this man from dying? Even they wondered, where was Jesus? Okay? When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And the man who had died came out with his hands and feet bound with linen strips, face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus set him bind and let him go. Jesus was right on time. He was there at the perfect place at the perfect time. Peter tells us, but do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. He is there at the perfect time. He is there at the perfect time. It's our place to wait upon the Lord. Remember what the Bible says, for those who wait upon the Lord, what happens? They mount up on wings of eagles, right? They shall walk and not grow faint. They shall run and not grow weary. Amen? Final case study here. First day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early. It was still dark and saw that the stone had been rolled away from the tomb. So she ran to the disciples, Simon Peter and John, and they said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have taken him. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she went, she stooped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And she says, they have taken my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. She's asking, where's Jesus? On that very first Easter, the same question is asked again. Same question we ask ourselves sometimes in our darkest times. Where is Jesus? Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. And here is one of the most important teaching points that the Bible can make to us this morning. Okay, so if, if you have fallen asleep or you've, you've gone off into another world, tune back in with me just for one second, okay? Jesus was there, she just didn't recognize him. Amen? Amen? He was standing right there, but she did not know it was Jesus. She said, a woman, why are you weeping? She supposed that he was the gardener. She thought he was something else. And she says to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, 
and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, and, he, and she heard him say her name to her, and then she knew that it was Jesus. And she says, Rabboni, which is teacher. Where was Jesus? He was there the whole time. He was there the whole time. All right? So that brings me to my question today. Where is Jesus today? In all these horrible events, where is Jesus? In all our trials and tribulations, when we get depressed and depression, man, what an awful, horrible thing that is. You, you get down, and then the only thing you want to do is get, get lower for some reason. You don't know why that is. Just keep piling on. And we wrap ourselves up in the cocoon of depression, and we push away from people. And then it seems like just when you can't stand any more bad news, more bad news comes. And just when you think humanity can't get any more depraved or worse, guess what? We reach a new low. And uh, you just think, where, where, where is he? Where is Jesus? Where is, you ready? I have the answer. You ready? You ready for it? He is risen, amen? Jesus Christ has risen. You know why? That tomb is still empty. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. We got to start living like we believe that Jesus Christ is still alive and he is still here. Jesus Christ, the same guy that walked on the water, that's the same Jesus Christ that we serve today. Jesus Christ that fed the thousands and thousands, he's still the Jesus Christ that we serve today. Jesus Christ who healed the blind, brought people back from the dead, that's the same Jesus that is with us today. And so many times we ask ourselves, where is Jesus? You know where Jesus is? He's risen and he's standing right there beside you through all of it. He is there with you. The Bible tells us, it makes promises to us. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's the last thing he tells his disciples in the book of Matthew as he floats up into heaven. And then it says, I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. I will be right there with you no matter what you do, what you go through, what you pour on yourself, what bad mistakes you make. Guess what? I will be there with you through it all. And then it says, uh, nor nothing on this earth Nothing that this world can bring against you could ever separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. Where is Jesus? Right there beside you, through all of it. Sometimes we don't see him, sometimes we don't recognize him, but that's on us. Jesus is risen. The tomb is empty. He's right there beside you. And guess what? On your day of judgment, nobody else can speak for you. There's not going to be any friend be able to testify for you. Guess what? When they say... Why should we let you in? Jesus Christ is going to say, this one's covered by my blood. Let him in. He's going to be right there beside you, and he's going to let you into heaven. Amen? It's our obligation to live a life proving to the world that Jesus is alive. Because if we don't do it, nobody else is going to do it, right? So guess what? Where is Jesus? He's right here. He is risen. The tomb is empty. He's right here. Thank you for tuning in to Star Church's sermon. We truly hope that the sermon edified you today and brought you closer to the Lord. For more information about Star Church, visit our website at stargbchurch.com. Once again, that's stargbchurch.com. 
If you would like to visit our church, our address is 4925 State Road, 142 North, El Dorado, Illinois, 62930. We now pray that God will bless you as you enter the mission field and bring his word to the world. And as always, we will see you next time here at Star Church.